eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Defense, I am so sorry to only give you about 10 minutes, but let's let's talk about the defense side of the ball. Yeah. I want to put it off for a second. Uh, under center stuff was cool. I just want to say the tendency breaker about it was just they passed the ball a ton out of under center, and they ran mm-hmm. the ball a lot from shotgun, and that's just kind of like the two – crosshairs there of you know you think you go under center to run the ball which they did a little bit just enough and you think you go into shotgun to pass the ball which they did plenty but they're also handing the ball off there um the more one more credit to the offense and this blew me away when i i found it 45 percent of their total plays were first downs almost they had 19 at one point in the first half yeah, almost half of the time they drop back, they pick, or not just drop back, but hand the ball off too. Like half the time they snap the ball, they picked up a first down. And oh, also talking about the offensive line, that Ted Karras play should have counted. That was a fumble. That should have been a big man rumble. I was so upset that they were blowing it dead. He was down at like the twenty, still not touched. Uh, not <laughs> he might have gone the whole way. But I agree with you. I, I the first downs were insane. It was the most in NFL in NFL this season ever having 19 first downs, absolutely crazy in the first half. Yeah. Anyway, we got to talk defense. We got to talk defense. Sorry, offense. You were legit. Joe Burrow is back. Let's flip to the defensive side of the ball because, look, I'll be completely honest with you. There were times where I'm like, ooh, you're not respecting Brock Purdy can scramble. He can run for these first downs. He's kind of mobile out there, and he was able to do it. There were some times I'm like, how in the world did you get that off? And George Kittle did do what George Kittle does. I do think he's a top two tight end in the NFL. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, Travis Kelsey at number one. But um, overall, on the defensive side of the ball, they were able to step up. Turnovers. Yeah. Um, The only thing that really can say – consistently worked for the 49ers were quarterback scrambles and uh Ayuk targets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those two things. They they did a great job against McCaffrey. 
especially in the run game. I know they I gave agree. up a touchdown, but even considering the touchdown, McCaffrey averaged negative 0.22 EPA per play, had a success rate of 29%. And I know that's just a bunch of jumbled garbage to some people, but those are both well below average for the NFL. Um, Kittle, oh, Kittle also worked a lot, yeah. So he Kittle did. and I use targets definitely worked, but they did a good job of doing exactly what I thought they had to, which when you play against the 49ers, you have to get them off schedule. And I thought Lou sent some opportune blitzes. I thought that they did a good job of just stopping the run in general, but just they're the best team in the league when they're on schedule and they're able to do what they want. But if you get them in the third and long, second and long, that's when they aren't able to pick those things up as well. And you might be thinking, duh, but think about Kansas City. You put Kansas City in third and seven, and I think they're fine. Like, what's the conversion percentage on that? Probably like 50% for them. Like, they'll probably pick it up. If they don't pick it up, they're probably getting six yards, and they'll just go for it on fourth down. Put the 49ers in third and seven. It's not the same story. Uh, they don't do as well. So when they play behind the sticks like they have this week, like they did last week, and like they did the week before, uh, the offense doesn't perform as well as it could. Um, yeah, the pass game, I was fine with a, a lot of what happened there. I mean, it ben didn't not, get a ton of pressure. It was I think ben the biggest issue was, yeah, they didn't respect Purdy's legs. And what they're doing a lot on third down, which worked for stopping the actual pass, they played man coverage. But they were rushing, and when they rushed, they didn't do what they do against, like, Lamar Jackson and against a lot of quarterbacks. They did against Geno Smith. Try to really constrict that pocket. You kind of pull it in tight and make the quarterback uncomfortable, but they can't go anywhere. Instead, Trey Hendrickson, it felt like, was rushing around the outside a lot, and that's probably by design. That's not on him. Um, but that left openings for Purdy to escape to his left and start running up the field. And that happened even on a play Trandix and drop too. I think that was a rollout. But yeah, Purdy's able to run a little bit more than they expected. But at the same time, forcing them to try to win with just drop back passes and Purdy scrambles, that's a winning business model in my mind. And they even got... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, the interceptions were awesome. And I don't know how Jermaine Pratt caught the first one. I don't I even know what insane. happened there. What the heck was that decision, though? Because that was an RPO. He was all the way out there. This is like five seconds into the play. Like those, that offensive line is probably seven, eight, nine, ten yards downfield to pull it and throw that. The flag immediately comes out. That's why I wasn't worried when that flag was on the field. Like I, this isn't on the defense. That's I definitely was worried line. because it's Ron Tor- Torbert out there. So I was a little nervous. I didn't know what was going to happen there. But Jermaine Pratt was was Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson. It, it makes you remember what what this front office was able to do in the offseason they got extensions for a very cheap for mm-hmm. jermaine pratt and logan wilson and they Especially were different makers. in terms of cheap like i think they're both under market value mm-hmm. the jermaine pratt extension i mean what oh, man getting a guy that can play at a good level at the linebacker spot in the nfl for 
pennies like that, insane. Like Logan Wilson, incredible too. And I don't want to discount it at all. Like, and I'm glad they got him on extension. I think this is one of the most fun linebacker duos in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fire from the hip take is probably top five. I don't know if I want to go too far above that. I do think the 49ers duo is probably better. But, I mean, today, today, I think it was the Bengals that were better between those two duos. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they're both awesome. But the Bengals have such a great spine. Well, they used to have a great spine the whole way through. Now they're building it with the Dax Hill pick and – maybe the Jordan battle selection, but you still have reader. You've got those two linebackers. The middle of the Spangles defense is tough. I think that's how Lou Anarumo has wanted to construct it really. And then you get Trey Hendrickson and you get a Chidobe Uzier, DJ Turner, Cam Taylor Britt, et cetera, as well. And Mike Hilton played a big role in this game, but the Bengals defense is always solid all around. And I think it's at its strongest in the middle, like up through the middle spine of the defense and maybe the safeties aren't there as much this year, but when you look at how they held the 49ers down, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of stop in the run. It was a lot of the linebackers getting those interceptions. Uh, and yeah, I mean, impressive. I think this was another game from Lou Anarumo that you point to and you go, that dude's got it. You know, <laughs> I think some people get more hype than him, but he should have been a head coach from the last cycle. He should be this one. And I still don't believe the NFL is going to make the call because they, he just doesn't fit what they like. That's fine with me. Keep Lou here yeah. for another year. I, I'm I'm 100% okay with that. And did you see Lou at the end of the game on the broadcast? No. He was so hyped. He was so hyped. He was smiling ear to ear and he was just pumped. Zach Taylor went over to him. And he just hit him on the shoulder. It was awesome. It was just great by Zach Taylor. And I agree with Zach Taylor after the game. It was the most complete game we've seen all season from everyone. Even even Brad Robbins had a good punt in this game. He rarely punted, but he had a good punt. There was a good return, too, from Travion Williams. That took him to, like, the 40. Yeah. So a couple special teams plays that were good, despite the one missed field goal, which they said the wins were weird, so I'm not going to hold it against McPherson too much. He also hit a longer one later. Uh, yeah, defense, man. I feel like there's still more to talk about. There but, is. Um, we'll have a podcast. We'll have a podcast yeah. later this week when we'll talk a little more about breaking down the tape, what happened in this game, defense and offensive wise. But uh, I think if you're a Bengals fan, the way this season started at 0 and 2, we joked about it. And we said, you know, you can't compare what happened last year to this season. But here we are. Here we are right now. And they have a huge Sunday night football game where they've only lost two at home in the last two years. You play the Buffalo Bills, huge AFC. You need an AFC one. We'll talk about and preview what's going to happen later this week. Uh, But overall, with the Cincinnati Bengals, just a great win today. Yeah, and the biggest trend, the Bengals are undefeated at Paycor when I'm there. I'll be there. You'll be there. I'll be there. It'll be a great time. We'll find out if we're wearing orange or black. It's going to be really cool when it comes to I'm orange. I saw. I think I'm black for this one. I would rather be black. I'm in the club seats for this one, so it's a little different. Uh, I'm, I'm usually down in my family section, but I'm actually a little higher up. But it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. It's a huge game at home, but but they got another NFC team. They are killing the NFC West. The AFC North is doing pretty good against the AFC West, to be completely honest NFC with you. West, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Except the Browns lost to the, the Browns. 
and that and that's one thing we'll talk about on uh, later this week's podcast before we get to the preview and prediction. Browns lost the Chiefs lost today to the Broncos. I think it's the first time in Patrick Mahomes is I, I don't want to say this, first but it's like 2016. That's it's been a minute. It's been a minute since they they lost to the Broncos, but the Broncos had a, a nice win for the Chiefs. And then you uh, look at the Steelers dropping one against the Jags, even though I thought the Steelers were going to stick in that one. 16 straight up until today for the Chiefs and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Thanks for and play first year. Hey, look, the Bengals are back right now. I'm not, I'm not, I, I truly believe after watching that performance on the road against a legit NFC contender that this team is back. And, and if I felt Joe Burrow was back, today was the answer. 